Hi, I'm Julie Whitehead, and you're listening to Talking STEM with the Women That Shape It, the podcast where I interview inspiring female role models who are shaping their fields. This week, I'm talking to Petia Sokova. Petia is a PhD student in structural engineering at Cambridge, and she's almost finished her PhD. She is also very passionate about encouraging girls into STEM. Hi, Petia. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, Julia. Uh, I'm okay, thanks. Cool. So we're actually both uh, phoning in from Cambridge today. Um, So I'd like to start with, could you tell us what structural engineering is? Uh, Yeah, sure. So um, if you think about uh, a building, um, you might have heard of architecture uh, and what an architect does, that the architect designs the building. But actually, there's kind of a whole host of different people who um, work on that building. Uh, and one of them is the structural engineer. Uh, so that they focus on the um, actual part of the building which holds, holds it up. Um, yeah, so yeah, basically, work, the architect designs the kind of look and a lot of other things inside and outside. Um, and then the engin- it's the structural engineer's job to make it stand up. Nice. <laughs> Very important <laughs> then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what got you interested in STEM? Uh, okay, so yeah, so actually I was interested in doing architecture uh, yeah. and becoming an architect. Um, but I actually, um, so I did some work experience at an architect's office and I found that it was kind of a bit too on the art side for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually suggested, um, you know, have you considered structural engineering, which is kind of the more, maybe slightly more STEM side. Um because I was interested in kind of the both science and maths and the art side, but I think in the end I decided that the um, leaning more towards the science side was was more for me. Right, fair enough. And uh, <laughs> was was there something that got you interested in architecture? Where did that idea? Uh, I think someone mentioned it to me just because I was kind of interested in combining the kind of um, maths and science, but also the art side. And I think the architecture does actually. I mean, there are definitely technical parts to it. Um, and it's definitely kind of designed, so it kind of combines it pretty well. Nice. That's yeah. a good, good explanation. And um, I mentioned you're just about to finish your PhD, which yes. must be very exciting in a way. Um, could you tell us a bit more about what your PhD was on? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so I, I said that it was in structural engineering, but actually it's um, not very applied. So it's not like I was working on something for a building. Um, I was actually working on... Um, some very small thin sheets of material um, and how they deform and kind of um, buckle so how they um, um, so if you combine if you put them in a space that's too small for them how they'll form kind of little wrinkles um, and just trying to figure out um, how many wrinkles form and um, uh, kind of the the forces inside the sheets as well uh, so it's kind of very much um, going back to the first principles of, of everything so rather than yeah so, so it wasn't kind of a, it wasn't a started with a um, application in mind it was more just this is an interesting problem to look at kind of more from a mathematical sense yeah and with, is this a material that we currently use in buildings or was it thinking that we could could use it yeah so I guess it, it is potential there's a potential to kind of like scale it up to building size um, what I was looking at was not a specific material at all. It was um, just any material, really, um, that can do this, anything material. Oh, so, yeah. And how have you found uh, doing a PhD? 
I guess I, so I did a bit of kind of research in my undergraduate degree as well, but not very much. And then um, in your PhD, you're kind of um, the main sort of, I think, in order to get the PhD, you have to discover something new. So that no one else has done before, which is actually really exciting. And that's what research, that's why research is exciting. Um, so yeah, so actually doing the research kind of the first couple of years was quite good. And then, but then uh, you have to write a big, basically a big report mm-hmm. at the end, um, basically saying what you've done, what you found out. Uh, and that was quite, uh, <laughs> I didn't enjoy that part as much. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, the hands-on stuff is always more exciting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, I, I know you've also spent time as a consultant in industry and working mm-hmm. at that sort of area, um, but also as a researcher. So my question is, which one do you prefer? So I think I like parts of both. Um, I think the reason I went on to do a PhD after doing some kind of uh, more design work um, was that I kind of wanted something more, you know, more technical a bit and kind of the idea of discovering something new was also quite exciting but then the actual design side was also uh really interesting because you could actually see your the stuff you designed being built um so that's the part that I miss I think um while I'm in research the part of actually like you know being an engineer essentially <laughs> yeah actually you know building getting stuff built that you've designed interesting and yeah. do you have ideas for what you're going to do after your PhD Oh, I don't actually. Um, so one of the things is um, potentially going back to be a structural engineer, but I'm also looking at different engineering, potentially something completely different. Um, so yeah, even now I don't quite know where I'm gonna <laughs> where I'm gonna go after this PhD. Yeah, yeah, That's really yeah, yeah. And um, so my next question is: I'm wondering what has been the most exciting moment of your career so far. Okay, so I mean, I can tell you about um, a project that I worked on while I was um, working in the design office. So most of the projects that we do, we kind of um, work for a developer, you know, someone building or um, some housing, things like that. Um, Whereas this one was quite interesting because it was volunteering for a local charity uh, where we designed, sort of a few of us in the office, um, designed like an outdoor seating area. Uh, and it was covered um, and the sort of canopy part was in the shape of like a tortoise shell um, okay. so we had different panels which were each of the kind of shells that or each of the kind of hexagon shapes yeah. that you see on a tortoise shell yeah um, and yeah it was like curved like definitely just looked like a tortoise oh, like a tortoise cool. shell yeah um, so yeah so that was actually so I think that was uh, kind of more exciting slightly maybe than normal project because you we actually um built it as well so we designed it and then we were actually on site building it um which you wouldn't normally do as a structural engineer so the you know you would do the design and you might go and watch it being built to make sure it's being built properly um but you would never actually build it yourself so i think that was uh, part of the exciting definitely the exciting part actually building it but also yeah also a bit frustrating because uh, i think sometimes it didn't quite fit properly <laughs> <laughs> were there any challenges when you were on working on that project um I think there was the the design I think we, we did get some help from one of the other um kind of parts of the company so someone because it was kind of a um you had to design each of the each of the hexagons to kind of fit together and also 
transfer the forces properly because it was a curved shape, but each of the hexagons was actually like a flat shape. Right. Um, the design, but then also the um, building, like I said, was was a challenge as well because we hadn't really done. I mean, because we were we were all design engineers, we hadn't really done any of uh, that kind of stuff before, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, kind of. I think getting the panels to fit together sometimes didn't quite. You had to like loosen it a bit to get it to yeah. <laughs> bit somewhere else that's, that's yeah. really inspiring though so it sounds like a great project to work on last question to do with this sort of area is what do you love most about structural engineering um i think it's definitely the seeing um the final built building or whatever you were designing um and just seeing other people using it uh because i remember i went to so because I only worked, so I worked for a year before my PhD. So I didn't really see anything get built in that year. But one of the buildings was actually in Cambridge. And because I stayed in Cambridge, I went, actually went to see it um, after it was built. I'd worked on, yeah, it was really cool. And you know, like, it's like, oh, I designed that, that balcony there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so definitely that bit of like seeing it being mm. built, you know, you've seen, you've seen it and designed the, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's there, and people are using it. That's that's excellent. Yeah, for seeing it mm. going from paper to actually like a real thing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. many girls. Yeah. Mm. Next, um, I'd like to ask you a couple of my favourite questions. The first is, what scientific development do you hope to see happen in your lifetime? Mm. So I think one of the things that I Think's really important at the moment is um tackling climate change um and potentially the you know coming up with something um in the renewable energy or clean energy um which is a bit better than what we have now because um yeah we rely on uh, fossil fuels a lot which will run out and also isn't very good for the environment um so actually one of the things i'll mention is because i think it's quite cool is um nuclear fusion which is um so at the moment, nuclear power um, would use something called nuclear fission, which is you um, split the atom mm -hmm. um, to create uh, two different elements that produces some energy. But then nuclear fusion is the opposite, is where you can combine two atoms to create um, a new one, and that actually produces a lot more energy. Um, yeah, so I think there's always, it's one of these things where I think the scientists always say it's like 30 years away and it's, it's always 30 years away. <laughs> so <laughs> if you actually see it getting, getting there in my lifetime will be pretty cool. So I think one of the issues is that in order to get the atoms to fuse together like that, you need a lot of heat and pressure and, and a lot of energy as well. So I think the problem at the moment is that we're putting more energy in than getting out. So mm. yeah, I think that's, what other things they have to try and overcome but it's not my area at all so I just think it's quite cool <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really interesting I think so so you think that nuclear fusion could be cleaner than nuclear fission is that right and more efficient and yeah I, yeah I think it definitely produces a lot more energy um and I think the what you do is you um it's like I think it's combining hydrogen to form helium so I guess the outcome is helium. So hopefully not too, um, yeah, not too bad. But I, yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I know there's like nuclear waste and stuff from um, fission, but I don't really know whether there wouldn't be any infusion. 
it sounds like a great technology and I'm sure there's ways of making it safe. So yeah, and, and on, actually on the topic of climate change, how do you see structural, structural engineering coming in to the fight against climate change? How can it help? Yeah, so there's a lot, um, actually, there's a lot in um, engineering at the moment where you, uh, so you would, in the building, you would design the kind of columns and the floors and things like that. Um, and you would um, focus a lot on making like stand, standardizing it, so making them like all the same. Mm. Um, but actually, a lot of them don't need to be that big because you would generally just design the worst case, so the one with the worst load, and mm. then you would just kind of put it across the board the same. Right. Because it's easier and it's easier for manufacturer as well if everything's not a different size, if everything's the same size. Um, so you can actually save a lot of material if you did optimize mm. every single component to be to only have the material it needs. Yes. Um, and there are a lot of kind of technologies now for um, like concrete with recycled materials in it. And um, yeah, so I think one of the issues is that the um, there's a lot of um, kind of standards in in construction um right. so because it has something has to be proven for them to use it because it's, it's like a risk averse industry i think they're not too keen to take risks and like new technologies and stuff um so yeah kind of i think the technologies are actually there to make things cleaner but it's kind of the uptake is quite slow in construction right that, that is interesting yeah well let's let's hope the uptake gets quicker and we can yeah make yeah. technologies that are being developed yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you could have a conversation with any living or dead person or scientist, who would that be? Uh, yeah, so I thought about this. And uh, I, so there's a, there was a woman who lived in the 1800s called uh, Emily Roebling. So it's R-O-E-B-L-I-N-G. Um, and so, um, so I guess you've probably heard of the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, so she was actually the kind of, um, an engineer on the Brooklyn Bridge. So uh, she actually project managed it for like the latter part that it was being built. Um, so the reason that was because her husband was the chief engineer on the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, right. uh, but, then, but then he became ill. So she kind of like took over. So she wasn't an engineer um, by trade. Oh, right. uh, you know, she just kind of learned as she went along and she basically project managed this whole um, thing to its completion. Um, yeah, and I guess I'd probably be interested to know, like, what was it like doing that in the 1800s when yeah. even now on site, um, there's hardly any women. Yeah, and also, like, I think one of the things is, like, the women's toilets are always, like, the furthest away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing story to hear that she was leading the project. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I will put a link in the description. Um, Okay, cool. Iron woman, so you can find out more about her. But yeah, thanks for sharing her story. Um, finally, from all your experience, what are your top tips for all young girls currently, sort of deciding whether to go down the STEM pathway or interested in STEM? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think someone once told me um, that you should do something that you enjoy over something that you're good at. So if you can't decide between two things, you should pick the one that you enjoy more because I mean you can always learn um 
and if you don't like the things that you know you might be good at something but you don't really want to do that so I know a lot of people get told to do what you're good at but actually I think it's better to do what you enjoy and then if you're good at it then it's a bonus yeah that's that's really good advice because you can you can learn to be better at something but you can't yeah. learn to enjoy something more well, yeah exactly yeah. you can't force the enjoyment side of things yeah that's yeah. really good advice and it's clear that you've chosen structural engineering because that's what you enjoy and I think that in itself is very inspiring yeah cool well thank you so much for joining me today um I really enjoyed our discussion and uh you've brought a very interesting perspective on STEM I think and good luck with the rest of your PhD thank you thank you Petia for introducing us to structural engineering which seems like such an exciting field to be in if you enjoyed this episode please share it and join me next week as Hannah Cooper shares her passion for paediatrics and introduces us to some inspiring historical STEM shapers.